Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be back again. Well, I'm going to begin by praying and then I'm just going to let the living waters flow. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the blessing and the wonderful opportunity, Lord, to be a little vessel, Lord, that you can flow through. Lord, I look to you for everything, and I ask that you would be with my heart and that you would be with my mouth, just as you were with the mouth of Moses, that you give me strength and that you lead me forward and lead me on and lead me upward, Lord God. And Lord, I want you to know I'm coming pretty much unplanned, but only with thoughts of my heart and things I've experienced in the last couple of days. And Lord, it all points to you. And you're coming for us in the rapture. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Lord. And let your presence not just be known in this place. But that all those that love you. That they will sense your presence and know it's not me. But they will hear the sound of your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. You know... Last year, I had this dream, and in this dream, I saw myself with this man that's always with me in most of my dreams, and he's quiet. And some of you have heard this before, but it's relevant to what I'm saying today. So in that dream last year, I don't remember the month, and I'm terrible at that. I know I made a video of it, but here it is. We walk into what looks like this big, like, look like a um, convention center or something. And there was women everywhere, like women were everywhere. It was filled up with women. And there was all of a sudden I'm thinking, why am I here? Because I don't do conferences and, you know, I, I, but I'm here, you know, and there was this, this excitement in the air and I look I'm looking around and women are coming in from every angle and every section and they're talking and it's buzzing and 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 I'm just wondering why I'm there and all of a sudden I'm standing before this desk you know I mean I have been to conferences so you know there's a desk that you check in and you get a badge or something I don't know but so I'm standing there and this woman is checking me in and I'm I'm okay you know it's like it's, it's like happening to me and as soon as i walk away from the table um you know when you go to if you've ever been to like a stadium like a baseball stadium football stadium you know how there's different levels and when you are on that level and you pop out and you see the entire stadium and it's huge and there's stadium seating of course so i'm standing there and i'm looking down at all this huge stadium and it's circling around and it's filled up all with women. And, and I thought there's nowhere to sit. Like there's no seat. There's nowhere to sit. So I thought to myself, well, maybe we should just go. And right then the man uh, pointed to a seat. Like he was pointing, like, go down there. So I looked and there was... Uh, a seat open. I don't know where he went after this, but I went and I sat down on that front seat. Like I would not choose that seat. I would have chosen 
way in the back, but that's the seat that was open. And as I sat there, I, I just, I mean, I mean, all the, the women were just buzzing and talking and you could just feel this energy. Like there was something about to happen, like something wonderful was going to take place. I had no idea. And then all of a sudden I see a man walk out on the stage and he was a, a just an ordinary looking man, but he was a man of God. And, and he put his hands up like this and he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless, bless you. And he was blessing everybody. And then he started to talk and I'd say it was a lot, it was last year. I'd have to look at exactly. But the point I want to get to is that he spoke about Bibles and he talked about Bibles in other languages and and I got the feeling that there was women from other nations there of other languages. And I won't get into detail, like I said, but then he went on and he said, um, everybody rise and all the women stood up and I stood up and I didn't know what was happening. And he began to sing a song. Next thing you know, I see all the women. I hear all the women. They're all singing the song. They all knew the words. I didn't know the words, but like they knew the words, like they've sang them a hundred times. And I thought, how am I supposed to sing? I'm the only one here that doesn't know that song. How am I supposed to sing along with these women? I was just standing there. All of a sudden, my mouth filled with these words. And I began to sing and I began to sing loud because I'd be all that timidity left me. And a strength came in within and I began to sing with all the women. And I was singing as loud as the women and it was echoing. It was the most powerful thing to hear all these women voices from all over the world. They were singing this song and the words were soon we'll be together. Soon we'll fly away. Soon we'll be together with each passing day. Oh, soon we'll be together. Soon we'll fly away. Soon we'll be together always. And I woke up and when I woke up, I was actually singing that song. I never forgot it. And I was literally like just a few days ago, that song came into my memory and I was walking around the house and it just popped into my mind and I'm walking around, I'm making beds, washing dishes, I'm doing things. And I'm thinking how funny I'm singing this song. And um, I don't really want to sing it to you because I don't have a good voice. I've sang it before, but I'm not going to right now. <laughs> but just what I want to get to is a couple of days ago, I saw a video from Melissa from Midnight Oil. And I saw and what caught my eye is the, the name of it. And it was only a three minute, 25 second video. And I was busy. I was going to go in and I was going to go into my YouTube channel and I was going to do some stuff. And it said song in a dream and it song in a dream. Oh God, we are leaving. We are leaving. I instantly, it grabbed me. It just grabbed me because I had just been singing that song God gave me. And so I meticulously wrote down what she said. She said in the dream I was given last night, I was standing in my living room and I was telling my husband, Alan, I said, this is the first year we did not give our neighbors Christmas gifts or Christmas cards. And as soon as I said that, I started to hear a song playing and it was a very soft, 
a very gentle, slow melody. A woman was singing and the words were, Oh God, we are leaving. We are leaving. Oh God, we are leaving. We are leaving. And I woke up and I shared my dream with my friend Rhonda. And she pointed out the neighbors are symbolic of all the people that we've ever crossed paths with. Christmas is symbolic of the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the free gift of salvation. So, in other words, we will not be doing that anymore. Our work is completed. And, of course, I wrote right away to her and I was like, Melissa, I have this dream and I shared this with her. And, and um, she replied, she's a very nice person. Uh, so, it, for some reason, my heart just was racing. It, what, it was more than just like, oh, well, that's a coincidence. It, there's no coincidences. I don't believe in the coincidences in Jesus Christ. I believe he's articulate. I believe that he is per, he does everything with such perfection. But my heart was racing. And my heart just doesn't do that all the time at all. But there was an excitement that came in. A thrill entered into my spirit, man. And I was so filled up, like all of a sudden, I just felt my entire being filled up with the Holy Spirit. And I began to become so joyful and I was feeling so happy. And I kept thinking, wow, her dream and the song she was given. And I was thinking about my song that was given to me a year ago, probably right about this time. And I thought about that scripture that I've loved for so long in Isaiah 26, 19 through 21. It says, and I believe this is a reference to the rapture of the body of Jesus Christ, of the true born again believers of Jesus Christ. It says, thy dead men shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing ye that dwell in dust for thy dew is as the dew of herbs. And the earth shall cast out the dead. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. And doesn't it not say... In 1 Corinthians, I don't have it before me, but I pretty much have it memorized. In uh, 1 Corinthians 15, chapter starting at about, uh, verse 50, it said, "Now this it says, now this I say unto you, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit in corruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the sound of the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and we shall be changed. We shall and we shall all be changed. And in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And he says, for this mortal shall put on immortality and this corruption shall put on incorruption. And when this mortal shall have put on immortality. And when this corruption shall put on incorruption, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Also, we know that it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting at verse 13, he says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others 
which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So we see here that in Isaiah, he's talking about men, thy dead men shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. Now we know that Christ is risen from the dead and we know he's coming back. And I, I absolutely believe in the rapture and I believe it's coming soon. And I believe that when it says awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust, I believe that when that last trumpet sound happens by Michael the arch, Archangel, that those that have preceded us in death, that have died in the Lord, all the way back from after Christ died and was risen from that grave, that the, everybody that has been born again, that they will burst that grave and they will come out of those graves singing. That's what it says, awake and sing ye that dwell in dust. And it says, for thy dew is as a dew of herbs. That means they come out and they, and then their bodies, those bodies that come out of their graves. And, and, you know, some of you might say, well, Joni, what about people that have been eaten by wild animals or died in the ocean or, and their bodies are disintegrated and they're scattered and they're just molecules. That's not for me to worry about. That's not for you to worry about. He says there's going to be a calling out of the graves now there's general resurrections but this is the rapture because we are partakers of it it says that the first ones it says that that he'll bring them with him he says that for the lord himself shall descend okay it says then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air so when they died their souls went to heaven and their bodies remained here. So they're the first ones that get to receive their bodies out of the graveyard of the whole world, whether it be in anywhere in any part of the world, no matter how they die, God will resurrect those molecules and form their bodies. When Jesus died and he rose again, he walked out of there with a the corporal body. When he said to Thomas, Thomas, Touch me and see for the for flesh and blood, flesh and bones. Right? He said, touch me and see. You know, he said, I'm flesh and bones, right? And he said, I'm not, he says, spirit doesn't have flesh and bones. Look, touch me and see. Go ahead. Put your finger in my hand, thrust your hand to my side. Go ahead. So that body that Jesus was in, he we know that he he was moving in different ways where he was appearing with the disciples when they were locked away in that room and he saw them later on the shore he appeared to them three times after his resurrection in a body that they can touch and see so what he says touch and see that's how it goes 
for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me have. So that very same body, that's the very same body that is going to be given to everybody. But it's a body that is prepared aforetime unto glory, according to Romans 9, 22 and 9, 23. And so when they awake and sing, it says they come out singing. You know what that tells me? That there's a good chance that we which are alive and remain, that will be caught up together with them, that we will also be singing. Now, it doesn't say that. And I'm not adding anything to the word, but I say, why not? What a joyous moment that's going to be when they come out of those graves, that they're going to come out singing. And I say, I believe. Why not believe it? Don't you want to sing? You know, isn't that the ultimate expression of joy is singing? Whenever you see a victory, you hear people singing. When you hear, I mean, people are celebrating their birthdays. People are singing a song. When we worship the Lord, we sing unto the Lord with all our hearts. Singing is the ultimate ex human expression of joyfulness. So I believe that when they come up singing, they're going to receive those bodies first. Then, then it says we which are alive. So right after that, I believe, hey, I believe that we'll even hear them singing. It says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed. So I believe that in that moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that I think we are going to see them rise and we're going to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, what's interesting. I was thinking as I, I didn't even know that I would be teaching this. I just, it's not even teaching. I'm just sharing. And I thought of this, this word of Song of Solomon, because Melissa and her friend were talking about there being no Christmas, that the work was completed and her friend was packing. And I was thinking of the season we're in. It says in Song of Solomon 2, 11 through 12, it says, Lo, for lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of the birds is come and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. And I think of the time of the singing of the birds. You know, we are in the spring and everything is blooming around us. Maybe not in some places where you live, but it's spring everywhere. And many flowers are, I mean, we're in a, I mean, we're in Southern California, so we're getting a lot of blooms. But what I'm saying to you today is there is something that's happening and I can actually really sense it. And yesterday, my friend uh, called me early in the morning and we were talking and and she said, look, I want to share something with you. She said, this morning I was taking, a, she, she delivers mail. She said, I was taking a certified letter to a, to a wonderful woman I know on my mail route. She and I got to talking and it was about the race, about race horses that she raises and it turned into the Lord. She had mentioned that she loved my sweatshirt. I told her, thank you. I'm taking the rainbow back. This world has become so deceived. We shared a few stories. And I also shared my story of why, why I got rebaptized. But what got me super, super excited was her grandbabies. She said that this past week, these little boys have been telling her 
Jesus is coming. These babies are four and six years old. I told her that she needs to pay attention to these little ones as they are pure. And this is biblical how the little ones will prophesy. So I say, you know, little children a lot, a lot lately have been getting dreams. I have people mailing things to me. I actually have a file of just children, children accounts. Women have written to me. I have so many over the last couple of years that have told me about things that their children were babies were telling them things they could not know, things that you would not share with a three, a four-year-old little child, a seven-year-old child, because it's too confusing to them when you talk about advanced eschatological studies. And they're they're dreaming dreams. They're seeing people rise. They're going up in the air. I, I was so amazed at so many stories where there's children that kept, I, I remember one where last year a woman told me, she said, my little girl, she goes, she's four years old. And all day long, she kept going to the window and looking out. I kept, and she asked her, what are you doing? She says, Jesus coming, Jesus coming. And she goes, I didn't tell my daughter anything. She's too little to know anything. But she kept all day long looking out of the window. Little babies standing up in their cribs. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And you know what I thought about? I said to my own self, I said, you know, it gets to the point where he's God. I think this is my own thinking that, see, people don't want to think about the rapture. They don't believe in the rapture. That's fine. There's no deal. No, it's not a, it's not something to worry about or for us to be upset about. Really, it's not a deal breaker. But I believe Jesus is coming again. I do believe it with all my heart. And I believe that all these little children that are seeing the rapture, they're seeing themselves going up in the rapture. So many children that are so innocent, you have to listen. Oh, and this is what I think. This is my thought. That God has gotten to a point where most of his people have left that and they're not listening anymore. And because the time has been long. And so they've just given up. And so now he's going to the children and he's telling the children. And, you know, I also was uh, listening to a very short little video where this man was saying, he goes, I never dream, you know, and this guy's obviously a believer. And he said, but I had a dream. He goes, I was living, I'm living, I live in a big city, but I, in my dream as living in the big city, I heard the trumpet sound. Next thing you know, I'm up in the air. And I can look across the expanse of the city and I could see only a few people, like four or five people out of this huge, incredibly huge city arising. And I marveled just how few were going. And I thought about that. And I know when the Holy Spirit gives dreams, he'll do something to overemphasize something because he saw only four or five people. And I think that really emphasizes how very few people really are going to go in the rapture. Another thing I want to bring up is look at Israel. Israel is, I mean, prophecy is now 
it's on. It really is. Um, we see there, they are in a war. They are at war. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, this is for sure the Gog Magog. I'm not going to do that, but it sure looks like it. It looks like the Russian Persian alliance and all the players are in play. And everything that's happening is happening fast. I don't want to go into the details of all the things, but I want to say this to you. Jesus Christ is coming again. Are you ready for him? Are you ready to go with him in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye? Are you? What are you doing during the day, times that you have time to be and spend with Jesus Christ? This is, this is the time now. This is it. You know, Melissa said that um, she mentioned, so in other words, we will not be doing that anymore. Our work is completed. You know, that's, I want to say that because I want to say something about that because I agree. I, I really do agree because I have noticed in the last three months or so, um, the Lord has been kind and to always work in me to give out uh, messages that are to strengthen the people of God so that you, the, the, the main thing is to keep people strengthened in God and focused on Christ though though everybody is worked up and including me sometimes you know looking at what's happening and what's coming this summer and what the fall is going to look like and I mean it is happening faster than we can handle right but what Jesus is saying to me and has been keeping me in the middle, and I'm going to get to why I'm saying about the work being completed and why I agree, is because Jesus, what he's saying to me is because of everything that's happening, it's in, it's explosively distracting. And so it's very easy to get swept away here and get swept away there. But the Lord wants you to be strong. He wants you to be settled. He wants you to be at peace. He wants you to be strengthened with all strength in your in your mighty man, but with joy too, knowing the season that you're in, knowing that the day of grace is about to end. Are you ready? Are you ready? You know, I wonder sometimes how far um, Christianity is going to go in this broad road because it is such a broad road. But I do know this, that even the broad road travelers can hear this message. And maybe that's you. Maybe you've gone off and you're involved in all this kind of religious acrobatic activity. And you're thinking that the way to the Lord and to get closer to God is to be doing so many things and doing so much activity when, in fact, it's actually shutting out the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say this. You know, it says in returning and rest returning and rest, you'll have peace with the Lord. It says perfect peace will God, he'll give you you're with your mind fixed on the Lord. He wants you to be calm. He wants you to stay in the center of the word like he's given me this to do. And I know a lot of things I'm teaching probably might seem to people sometimes boring. But I know that the Lord wants all of us to stay in his word, to obey the voice of his word, to do exactly what he's telling us to do as the people of these last days and to let your light shine. You know, again, I have felt, Lord, for three months 
that I had accomplished something, that I have done something, almost that I have finished it. And I had even been talking to the Lord about it, like, Lord, are you done with me? Are you finished with me, Lord? And he doesn't answer, but I have this peace. Just keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yet at the same time, I'm feeling that he's letting me do this, yet something has been completed. So when she said that, that also caught my eye and spoke to me too. But I want to share one last thing with you. I, I have felt like this for a long time. Like whenever I start thinking about going to heaven, I'll get these kind of like images in my mind, like what it's going to be like. And I've heard stories about it. And of course, I read the Bible thoroughly every bit I can about heaven and life after death things about heaven and people coming back and telling us what it's like and things that they saw and and all these wonderful things and do you know for the last i would say five years of my life but with intensity and with growing to this very hour thinking whenever i start thinking about and imagining going to heaven all of a sudden it's like some big break gets thrown on and i say no lord no not yet I don't want to go there yet because I feel like, how can I think about going there by myself? And I wasn't doing it selfishly. It was like, it was this feeling that came over me. And I do believe the Lord was involved in it because something greater that's in me that just says, no, God, like this, this, I can't even think of the words to, to put it, but it's like, not yet, Lord, not yet, not until you have squeezed every last drop of juice out of this old grape not until you have wrung the rag of every last drop of me i said lord even if i don't i just want i said lord i don't want to go there unless lord that you have strengthened my hands and that i could grip that gospel net and that i could pull it with all of your strength and i could bring to your shore as many as many as you'll allow and yesterday i was on Instagram and I follow this Switzerland thing, you know, this because they're so beautiful. The pictures are so amazing. And I'm looking at these pictures of mountains and streams and everything's pristine. And I thought to myself, this looks like what heaven would look like. And I started to think about going heaven. And right away, I had that immediate stop within myself. I said, no, heaven will be waiting for me when I'm right, when the Lord's ready for me. But I don't want to go there yet. So this morning, that came back into my heart so strong. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I don't want to go there yet. I'll go when you call. I'll go when that trumpet sounds or if you bring me home early. I said, but I pray that you will take this life of mine. I said, because Lord, I don't want to be like the guy who's like, look, I'm safe. I made it to heaven. Too bad my family's unsaved. Too bad, you know, whatever. But I'm God. Here's like somebody's saving themselves out of a burning house filled with people, but they save themselves. That's the exact feeling I have. And that's just me. I don't, I'm not imposing that on you, but there's this energy and this power of the Holy Spirit that has come in, in ways I have never experienced. And there is this strength I know is from another source and it is him. And I told him this morning, I said, Lord, no, don't you dare bring me back. Bring me, not back, don't you dare bring me there until, Lord, I have done everything that you've wanted me to do until I spent every last talent so that I can get there, Lord God, and know and see 
as many people as I can, whatever that means to you. You know, I'll tell you guys something about myself, just so you hear, because I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes I feel so little. I feel so like, Lord, why does anybody listen to me? Or like, why am I, you know, I have all these human questions about myself and he doesn't answer them, but yet I feel him leading me on and not just leading me on, but he is, his life has been exploding in me. But you know what has been exploding in me? This exhilarating joy that I've never experienced before. That is a power of strength. And now I know what it means. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Because it's not a joy where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm full of joy. It's like, no, it's a force of power that's entered into my, into my spirit, man. And it's a joy that is strong that can leap over walls and plunge through troops and that's not afraid and it's pumping full of love you know it says that that jesus it said about jesus it said that with joy set before him he endured the cross he despised the shame and he is now set down with the father in heaven and i thought that joy gave him power to go to that cross and i thought i said this this morning let me see if i can remember it right i said lord i said you you stayed on that cross you said you set joy before you and doesn't jesus say i thought my joy i give unto you that no man taketh from you and that joy i believe is the same joy that christ set before him that endured the cross where he despised the shame. It didn't touch him. That no matter what condition his stripped down, destroyed body was in, he said he despised that shame. See, this world wants to put shame on us. They want us to be embarrassed or whatever it is that we believe in the rapture. And I'm not going to, I don't buy into any of that darby business and this and that that's all a bunch of lies and i don't believe it and so don't bother writing to me about it and i say that in love to you but it's not going to go anywhere with me i am convinced because i know whom it is whom i have believed in and i am persuaded that he's able to keep that which i have given unto him against that day so i'm saying to you right now that that joy let that joy be set before you in this final dash this final race and as jesus said let no man take your crown from you and hold fast to it and you know what i thought to myself and don't let anybody take you down off of your cross either don't let anybody you know how they were saying if you be the christ come down from the cross now jesus stands unique and alone forever in that work of his cross but he gave us you and me a daily cross but it's up to you and i he says for for us to pick it up and that's a death instrument but the more we die to ourselves, the greater the glory the greater the life of christ comes out of us and we live an absolute surrendered life and let us be those that come singing up upwards singing with those 
that awake and sing that have lying in the dust and let us sing as we go with them. I believe we will. So thank you for listening to this. I know this was just a lot of my own thoughts and my own heart towards you. And it felt really good to share that. And I pray that you will be so excited that the Lord will bless you with his joy. That is a force of power that's exploding with his life and his love with people who are getting ready to go in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the sound of the last trump. Amen. Amen. Awake and sing. Begin singing now. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. See you soon. Maybe perhaps there in this day. You just never know.